So good morning. My, my name is Scott. Um, I'm on staff here along with some of the other guys that were up here this morning. I'd like to welcome you here. And that video um, is, is a, if you don't know this, Freshwater is part of the Christian Missionary Alliance. And the DNA of this movement goes all the way back to the beginning and this desire to see people hear about Jesus. And uh, over the last 18 months, we haven't really talked about this much. Uh, obviously, with uh, everything that's been going on, this kind of got on the back burner. And so this morning, so, you know, often we would do, we pull in an international worker into these mornings and talk about this, but we don't have anyone because uh, of the COVID and all that stuff. So we're not going there. But we're going to take some time this morning and just do this ourselves. And uh, this church, if you don't know, is... Um, was planted back in 1932. Uh, if you know where the post office is, go down the hill, at the bottom of that hill, that's where this church was back in the day. And um, it's been here almost, it'll be 90 years next year. Um, so it's been here a while. Um, the guy who planted it was George Constance. He was only here two years. And then he and his wife were sent out by this church to South America, and they spent the rest of their lives or ministry career, I think it was over 35 years in South America, planning churches and reaching people down there. Um, you know, she, she asked that question, A.B. Simpson's wife asked that question, is it worth it? And you think, well, you know, where is this church 90 years later when they started? Um, I think about the Constances and their family and, and giving up everything and you look at all this, and I would say, I mean, they ask the question, but the obvious answer is yes, it is worth it. And uh, as we think about freshwater in just our almost 90 years, the, the DNA has been missions. Um, it's, it's been part of that all along. And in particular, we have supported uh, people, uh, sending them out. We've sent out our own, and we've given to send others out. And up on the screen, you'll see uh, where most of our missionary work is being, being accomplished. If you go to the next slide, over 7 billion people in this world, about 40%, or more than 40%, don't have or barely have gospel access, if not none at all. Would you think about that? That's crazy. It's over 3 billion people that probably don't have any access to the gospel or very limited access. If you go to the next slide, you'll see this picture. This shows you where the, the green is where there is gospel access. The, the yellow obviously is limited and the red is none. And if you were part of the CMA 20 years ago, most of our mission's work was happening in all the green continents. And in the last 20 years, we have, we have shut down multiple fields on all the green continents, and 80% now, or more than 80% of our missionary work is in the red. It's all closed access, and we don't get to talk about a lot of it, at least where the countries are. We've redeployed everything over there. Does that mean the work is done in those other continents and countries? No, but they have gospel access. And that's really what started to define our missions movement here in the last 20 years is we've got to go to the people that have no access. Um, so you look at that, and that's obviously, you think of those countries, and the antagonism towards the gospel is, is pretty famous. Uh, they're high-risk areas. Most of these places are. Um, so looking at that, I, I want you guys to pull out this brochure. This thing is big. <laughs> and... 
I, I want to just explain something. So if you're new to the church, you're like, oh, this is going to be kind of like an advertisement Sunday. Yeah, it just is. I mean, let's just call it what it is. We're just going to be talking about uh, just how we see and, and we try to deploy people to reach this world for Christ. So I invite you to turn to this page because this explains very clearly how the alliance goes after this. And you're going to see four different arms there. You're going to see Kama or Kama, I guess it was Kama's uh, compassion oriented uh, arm of the alliance. And so what happens is we go into natural, uh, natural disasters. So if you got the tsunami, remember back the tsunami, we, we did that. There's earthquakes. We send people to that. Um, we sent people into the refugee pieces. Uh, you got the Ebola outbreak, the northern Iraq, the dumps of South America. Kama comes in and helps bring relief because sometimes you need to actually address the physical need before you can even talk about the gospel. And so that's a huge piece of what the CMA is about. The next one is marketplace ministry. And this, what this is, is it allows our, our, our careers can open doors that a traditional missionary will never open. If you go in as a missionary, the, the countries won't let you in. If you go in and you're an engineer or you're an architect or you're an accountant or you're a physician, they'll take you all day long. And so the career is what opens the doors. And so there's a whole, there's a whole initiative within our denomination called Marketplace Ministries where we, we send people out um, who have a career in something and they go into these closed access countries and begin to partner alongside the church or help plant the church there in the country. Then there's access, the third one, and this is what you would traditionally think of as a missionary we now call international workers. We say international workers around here because um, if you say missionary, it could get people killed. So we use international worker. Um, so they are planting churches, and they are sharing the gospel. And if you look at the picture there, you might recognize the guy there. It's actually J.D. Duick. J.D. and Emily. Um, Emily was part of Freshwater and sent out from Freshwater. Uh, grew up here. So this is her husband. And if you watch the Need to Know, I don't know whether it's coming this week or next week. We're sending out a video of J.D. and Emily. We finally got that together. Uh, we wanted to show that back in August. But you'll be able to see their video, what God's doing with them, and maybe how possibly you want to support them if God leads you to that. The, the fourth and final one is Envision. And Envision, it says it right there, develops missional, or missional leaders uh, through short-term missions. This is a newer initiative, probably in the last 20 years. And what we have is stateside Envision sites. Cleveland's a famous one. Envision Atlanta is a huge one because of the refugees there in Clarkston. Uh, they have them all over the world. Um, and you can go to these sites and you get short-term experience. You get to see the culture. You get to experience a different country. You get to see the, the work that's going on. And, and what ends up happening is your heart breaks. You, you leave your heart back there. There's a piece of you that gets left whenever you go someplace. And you don't come back the same. And uh, part of it also was we were sending out uh, missionaries saying, hey, do home service. We're going to put you in White Bread USA uh, but we know you're going to go serve in a multicultural place, and, and those two are so disconnected. So our Envision sites are in multi-ethnic cities where they get to actually encounter the culture because most of these nationalities are here in the U.S., so you can literally start to practice your language, get to know people from whatever country you're going to, so you're not just going in blind. You've actually been rubbing shoulders with the culture you're going to. 
And so those envision sites prepare that. Um, and that's something that's been newer here in the last 20 years. Um, outside of that, we've got a couple other things I want to talk about. But Daniel, this is Daniel. Everybody say hi to Daniel. Daniel. So Daniel heads up our missions team. Uh, Daniel and Katie, if you remember, uh, we talked back in August, are less than two years out. They're on this on-ramp to head out to Mongolia. Um, and God's just been uh, putting that on their hearts. They're getting ready for that. So, Daniel, uh, you're going to come and just kind of tell us how missions works here in Freshwater. So, take it away. Yeah, you probably do need to turn that on. There you go. Thanks. Um, so, missions at Freshwater. The missions team is a team of seven individuals. And our job is to support the staff and provide programming for the church so that they can fulfill the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? It's in Matthew where Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, um, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. So the ways that we do that, our responsibilities are to draft the vision and the budget for the adult missions programs and partnerships here at Freshwater. We maintain uh, the relationships with the partners. We facilitate short-term missions trips. And we also have missions events at Freshwater, like today. Um, so who are our partners? We have uh, local, regional, and international partners. Uh, Jesus said in Acts, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So in our Jerusalem, uh, we have three organizations, Wadsworth Fish, uh, The Garage, and Akron Pregnancy Center. Wadsworth Fish was started to help keep families in their homes warm, fed, and clothed. They're an all-volunteer, nonprofit, faith-based organization providing emergency assistance to neighbors living in Wadsworth and Wadsworth Township. Every year we have a Christmas tree that goes out in the lobby. Look for it uh, after Thanksgiving. That's the Bear Necessities Christmas program that we have with them. Uh, and you'll get more information as that gets closer. Uh, Mr. Lenmar is our missions team contact with them. The Garage Ministry seeks to help at-risk or fringe youth of Wadsworth, and to do that, they pursue genuine relationships and strive to love as Jesus does, accepting and loving them exactly as they are, bad habits and all. Their mission is to introduce these teens to Christ and then let him change them from the inside out. Uh, we work with them doing the Stop the Trailer event that's going to be coming up in this fall. It's going to be a beverage drive this year. Uh, so it's going to be coming out pretty soon. Keep an eye out for uh, the need to know for information for that. And Janine Bradford is the missions team contact for the garage. And then Akron Pregnancy Center, or APS, is a pregnancy resource center that provides accurate information and practical support in a safe, confidential, and non-judgmental environment. And they serve women and families who are facing unplanned pregnancies or need pregnancy and parenting support. We have two events with them we do in the spring, uh, the bottle drive and the walk for life and Katie Hackett is the missions team contact for that. Regionally, we have Envision Cleveland. They believe that every person matters and that empowered neighbors strengthen neighborhoods. It is their desire to be on the ground in the neighborhoods with the people by being present in the community. They have had the opportunity to engage with uh, many people and to learn from them. In their efforts to come alongside the neighborhood, their desire is to provide programming that the people need and want, programming that will empower them to lead change in their neighborhood. Um, we've been sending up a team to Envision monthly, the third weekend of every, of every month. And also we participate in the Renew the City event. The next one is coming up April 9th, so put that on your calendars. As it gets closer, we'll send the information out for that. 
Uh, Joe Berider is our contact with them. Um, internationally, we support uh, the international worker I.W. Ken Kutzel. He works for Teach Beyond Transformation Education Services, which believes that education is an effective catalyst, bringing hope to individuals and positive transformation to communities. Ken's school, the Sahel Academy in Niamey, Niger, is a private Christian school, providing Christian education from kindergarten through the 12th grade. Uh, the school exists primarily to serve missionary families in West Africa. Their goal is to produce students of intellectual, social, emotional, physical, and spiritual strength and distinction, governed by godly principles, wisely engaging in every field of study and the world around them from God's perspective. And Brad Warner is the uh, contact on the missions team for Ken. And then finally, internationally, we have the Varen Germany mission field. The Alliance has had a presence in Germany since 1975. Ministries began in Berlin in 1997, and Varen is about two hours drive north of Berlin. Alliance workers are pushing ministry forward in northeast Germany, partnering with local ministries, including a Christian cafe, and expanding the successful English camp outreach. They desire to break through the spiritual apathy and darkness in the region with the light of Christ. We have two IW families serving there. Um, IW means what? International worker. Uh, ben and Sarah Carey family has been there the longest, and then also the Kenny and Carissa Young family is more recent. Um, we have a video from the Careys that we'd like to play for you now. Hit it. <laughs> We also do English with other adults, uh, also in the community center there, uh, called the Schmetterlings House, and that's been a really cool way to get to know people, yeah, and uh, a, a good way to build bridges into the community, uh, to have that connection with them. We have an international cooking night <laughs> twice a month, and that's a great bridge building opportunity as well for people to come. Um, we cook together, and then we engage in great conversations. I get the opportunity to share Christ as we pray for the food and to talk about things that is things that are happening all over the world um, while we're eating. It's a great opportunity. There are other ways we try and get involved in the community too, and all of these are for the purpose of uh, leading to those having opportunities for spiritual conversations with people, and then also uh, connecting with our church plant that we're excited about and that we're we're launching here, the Internationale Gemeinde Baden. Another big project we have, I'm gonna turn it over to you, lovely wife. Is our English day camp in February. Some of you may already know what that is. Some of you have been, some of you want to come, which we're super excited about. Um, but it happens every February, the very first school break week that the kids here have. And it's a great opportunity because we get to be with 60 children from Monday through Friday, from nine to three, teaching them English in great opportunities of playing games, singing songs, doing crafts, doing sports. Um, the kids have all been involved in it in different ways, translating, participating, um, helping out at night, getting ready for the staff, helping you guys get here and connect with people. And so we're really excited because unfortunately last year it had to be canceled due to COVID, but we just had a first team meeting today actually 
in preparation for it. And they are so excited at the Watt to be welcoming people back again. We are excited to engage with new families and connect. People are asking, people are hungry to be in community again, which is so exciting and encouraging. Um, so we would ask that you be praying for us as we prepped for English Day Camp. Um, we'll be able to do it this year and we will have a few weird rules that we'll have to follow, but God is so good that the door has opened and we'll be able to do it. Yes. Um, thank you in advance for sending people. We're very excited to see who's going to come along. Um, and we're super encouraged and excited to partner with you guys again in this way. Thank so, you. Yeah, right, Emma? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for Thank loving you. us, supporting us, and um, yeah, sending big hugs from the carries and hello. Thank you. So uh, both this video and the video that we got from the Youngs, we're going to put that on our website this coming week, so keep an eye out and the need to know so you can check those out. As you heard, they're very excited. They're very excited about the English Day Camp that's coming up, and we're excited too. Um, we're still looking for folks. The dates of the camp are going to be February 7th through the 11th. Our team's going to arrive on the 4th um, and then depart on the 13th. We've been asked to send five team members, and they're going to be English teachers, craft leaders, sports games leaders, or group leaders. And the team members are going to be housed with German families while they're there. If you're interested, you must be at least 18 years old. You have to pass a background check. You have to be able to work long hours. Uh, camp days start early and end late. And you also have to be fully vaccinated so that you don't have to get tested in quarantine when you get there. If you're interested, please see Janine Bradford about it. Uh, she's taken over managing the project for Monique, who's done it in the past. So how can you participate in missions at Freshwaters? You can pray, you can give, you can serve, and you can go. Um, for pray, Jesus said in Matthew, therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So please pray for Alliance missions and IWs. Pray, pray for freshwater missions teams, partners, and service workers. And just pray that God will use freshwater to fulfill the Great Commission. Um, our missions team puts together a monthly um, prayer update document that we send out to staff and uh, some prayer groups. If you have a prayer group that doesn't get it and you would like to get it, let me know and I can send it to you. Uh, you can give. Scott's going to talk about giving here in a little bit, so I'll leave that to him. You can serve. If uh, the missions team sounds interesting to you and you want to serve on it, just let me know. Um, you can also serve on something new that we're creating called an ACE team. A-C-E stands for Advocate, Care, and Encourage. It's going to be a team of about six people that's going to be assigned to a particular IW or group of IWs, and they're gonna be the advocates, caretakers, and encouragers for those IWs. Um, we're currently trying to set one up for the Varen team. If you're interested in being a part of that, um, please see Jean Brown. Also serving, you can donate some of your time to our local regional partners. If that interests you, uh, let us know and we can put you in contact with the right people to make that happen. You can go. You can go on short, medium, or long-term missions trips. Uh, for the short-term missions trips, those are usually on the scale of a couple, maybe three weeks. We can provide training for you in a small group setting, and we can also provide partial funding for you. The next one coming up is the Varn English trip, which is coming up in February. We're also looking into possibly two other trips next year. Um, we'd like to partner with Envision and possibly do a trip in the U.S. somewhere, and also maybe an international trip. Um, if you're interested in those, let us know. 
We're looking for probably six individuals, and one of those will be the team lead. And then uh, medium, in, medium uh, trips are a couple months to a couple years. We partner with Envision in their inter internship program to do those. We recently had Peyton Brooks, who did an internship uh, down on the Envision site in Atlanta. And Matthias Sovine is going to be doing, uh, is planning to do an internship in Taiwan at the beginning of next year. And then long-term vocational service, that's like 10 or more years. If that interests you, uh, let us know. We can do a meet and greet with you and the missions team so that we can get to know you. We can help you develop a plan. We can get you plugged in to our district missions mobilizer and also the Alliance missions. Um, we can match you up with a mentor at Freshwater to help you walk through the process. And we can provide FaceTime with you in front of the church so the church can get to know you as well. If any of these types of missions trips interest you, just let us know and we can get you pointed in the right direction. Um, I would like to introduce the missions team now, so if they would please come up on stage so that we can put some faces to some of the names that I've been talking about. Where is Joe? Working at, Joe's working in the nursery. Joe's working in the nursery? The biggest guy in the church is working in the nursery. I love that. So this is your freshwater missions team. We have Janine Bradford, and she is our contact for the garage and also for the Varn mission field. Jean Brown is our contact for the new ACE teams. The wonderful Katie Hackett is... Uh, <laughs> Our contact for Akron Pregnancy Center, or APS. Brad Warner is the contact for Ken Kutzel. And also um, the Envision short-term trips that we're working on for next year. Lynn Marr is our contact for Freshwater Fish. And Joe Bereiter is our contact for Envision Cleveland. So here's your mission statement. Yeah. Thank you. Good <laughs> We'll be out in the lobby afterwards. If you have any questions for us, feel free to come by and say hi. Is that it? That's it for me. All right, that's it for you. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, I did about, I don't know, it was about 10, 10 years ago or eight years ago, um, I hadn't really looked at, you know, how it was... Um, how have we done as a church in giving? And uh, right now, as it stands, just the last 20 years, I, I haven't gone back and looked at all of the years of giving, but in the last 20 years, we're hitting, I think we're above, but I'll just say we're around $2 million that we've given to the GCF, uh, to the Great Commission Fund. So the Great Commission Fund is that national fund that all the churches give to to help send out international workers, and our church has given towards that about $2 million. That doesn't include our mission's budget um, and all the short-term trips that we have sent out and the local and regional ministries that we support. If you start throwing that stuff in, it's, uh, it's probably two and a half, if not higher than that. Um, there's, a, there's a passion, there's a... Um, a drive in this church to see this happen. And 
it's something that it's been a privilege uh, all these years to be a part of and watch, the, watch, the, watch everyone, watch the stories of sacrifice. Um, I remember Donna Brewbreaker. She was this, she'd been in this church forever. She was a charter member. And even when she was shut in at the tower and on you know, this limited, limited income, she would send in her faithful check to CMA Missions. Um, every month, this woman who had nothing, who was really in poverty, would never stop giving to see this world reach, and she would never stop praying. You could ask Donna about any of the missionaries that had ever gone out for the last 60 years from our church, or missionaries she'd pray for, and she'd remember them all. Um, it's just amazing. And it's, it was never about the, um, the fact that Donna didn't give $100,000. It was about the fact that Donna was passionate to give and, and felt led by Christ to give. Um, there's two different things here, two different brochures here. One is just kind of explains this idea of a faith promise. And, and what a faith promise is, is it's this push that says, no, we want to push you to make, to make a decision. We want to force you to choose something here and not just walk away. Um, if you're not part of joining in with us, if Freshwater is your home, I want to encourage you to think about this, of giving. And not just giving. There, there's this idea of giving above and beyond. That's what we talk about here uh, with the CMA. And above and beyond means you have this gift that you give to your local church where you worship, and then you give above and beyond that. And you may be going like, what? Yeah. Now, this is all faith. There's a story that Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like, and, and it's, it could be uh, either male or female uh, in this moment. The, I can say the kingdom of God is like a woman who's, who was walking across a field and came across treasure that was buried there. And so she went home and she sold her house and she sold her clothes and she sold her car. And she sold every possession that she had. She sold her hobbies. She sold everything. She cleaned everything in out, and everybody around her thought she was an idiot. What are you doing? You're getting rid of everything. And she sold it all, and she took every penny she made off of it, and she went and bought the field. And Jesus says, that's the kingdom of God. And for us, the, the treasure is Christ. The treasure is eternity. He says, the kingdom of God is like that. The people who are part of the kingdom sell everything they got to buy the treasure that they'll one day get. And so there's a piece of this. It's by faith. It's by faith. And so I would encourage you to pray and say, God, what, what does this look like? Because our, our church, actually, we have our budget, and then we have this is above and, and beyond our budget. We don't budget this giving that goes towards our national fund called that Great Commission Fund. It's just what people are giving us as a body. And so this past, uh, and before COVID, we were around 115, 120,000. It's dipped down. Um, and so we're wanting to see that come back up. We believe it can come back up. And want to encourage you to pray, pray through that. If you're, um, if you're on our church app, we have an app. You can get on there and you can just designate, hey, I want to give this. It's two different, two different um, transactions, though. You can set up a reoccurring gift on that app that goes to the Great Commission Fund, or that national fund, 
You can also obviously set up the giving to the church as well. Uh, you want to just write a check, you can do that. Put those in the boxes there in the back wall. Um, the other thing is, is as we're doing this, um, there is this vision to see our own church go and send people. It changes people. The water level rises. You think, okay, we're going to give. We gave, I don't know, it was around $35,000, thousand dollars to $35,000 this last year to send our students to Oklahoma. All things put together, and, and it was, I, I can't remember how many students and adults that went there. You think, is that a good investment? Yeah, because what, comes, what happens is when they come back, they're different, and the leaders are different. And there's this vision of, wait a minute, this world is bigger. And all of a sudden, your heart's over there, and the water level rises. And so the vision of this missions team is not only see our giving increase to this national fund, but see that budget increase because we believe the more exposure you get, the more you start loving what God loves, the more your money starts to follow where God's heart is. It just happens. It just does. Um, so I want to encourage you to really truly think about doing a short-term trip um, if you've never done that. Try to get out. Try to go do one of these things. Um, I know some of you have probably never left the country. I would encourage you to leave the country. And now, right with COVID, you're like, yeah, bad time, Scott. Um, I get it. I get it. I'm telling you, you will get to another place, and it'll ruin you in the best sense of the word. It'll ruin you. You'll come back, and, and you won't be the same. You'll look at cultures different. You'll look at people, and you go, I can't hate that group of people. I've been there. I know them. I love them. They're not like what I have the stereotype as. I mean, going to Senegal, going to Guinea, and being in these Islamic contexts, I thought one thing, I got there, I was like, oh my goodness. This is so not what my stereotype was. These people are hurting, these people are lost. Um, I'd encourage you to think about that. As we uh, close here, um, let me just pray. Ask God to continue this legacy that was started here uh, almost 90 years ago. I just pray for us, God. There, there's nothing flashy about this, Lord. This is just you, your heart in us, faith, commitment, sacrifice sending our own. Jesus, would you remind us that you're the treasure? For everyone sitting in this room, would you just bring that realization to our hearts that you're the treasure? Life with you is the treasure. Jesus, would you speak to us about how we can give and how we can participate to every one of us, God. Amen. Amen. If you want to fill that faith card out and put that in the box, this is a step of faith and say, okay, God, I'll give 10 bucks a month or I'll give 50 bucks a month or I'll give more than that, whatever that looks like. And put that in as just an act of faith. I'd encourage you to do that. God bless you all. If there's uh, also, just real quick, if there's stuff going on in your life you want prayer for, 
um, that has nothing to do with this, but you need prayer, I'd invite you to come forward here. We'd love to pray for you, see what God would do.